0: attention please stop walking while I'm squawking all aboard
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I feel like it's been a beat. It has. Like, I, I usually i am like, welcome back, another week, another episode of Adam and Dana just babbling on about Disney and you listening, but I feel like it's been a beat. We've been busy.
1: It has been a beat, and I feel bad because we promised the episode that we're recording now to come out last Monday, and it's going to be a week delayed, so probably everybody is just at home crying because they missed <laughs> our promise Faded of art. New exciting Run Disney episode. So
0: faded breath, But we're all dealing with the winter of, you know, h e double hockey sticks, I guess we'll call it of sickness and illness, and Noah's sick at home. I think Ray's been sick. We've been sick. Our special guest has been sick, but we're all started getting on the mend, I think, finally. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see.
1: I think so. Unpaid intern Ryan was also sick. He caught the cold that Ray had. So it's been like about two weeks of just a cold in the house. I have miraculously not gotten it yet. Knock on wood.
0: Yeah. Cut to you calling me tomorrow that you're not getting out of bed. Uh, I know. I know. (laughs) So we, uh, we have so much to talk about today, and we've been talking about this one, our full Run Disney episode from the Disney Marathon Weekend, which was now, oh my gosh, over a month ago, which is crazy. But we're going to talk about it now, and I want to just welcome and introduce my good friend, somebody I've logged many, many, many miles around New York City and now Florida with, a teammate, a runner, a friend, an inspiration. I can keep going on. She's the crazy person who convinced me to do this thing down at Disney World this year, Amanda Montero. Amanda, welcome to the podcast.
2: Oh my gosh! Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I don't think I've ever been on a podcast. (laughs) Well,
1: Well, you can cross this one off the bucket list. (laughs) Absolutely, check.
0: (laughs) Well, Amanda, I think maybe we should just start out and say I know people on the podcast know I've been running a lot for my mom. You run for your daughter. We all have our reasons why we've been running with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society for so many years through LLS. But if you just want to just briefly talk about like what we did, why we did it, and just the idea that we raised over $200,000 for Team Child. And if you just want to really talk about that, like what we did headed down to Disney world, why we did that, that'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so Adam, you, know, you and I met a few years ago when I started getting into this whole running thing. And being a Disney fan, merging the two was like a no-brainer. And then obviously with our charity work, obviously I run for my daughter. My daughter, um, had leukemia. And so I run in her memory and honor. And, you know, we corralled a a team from Metro New York. You know, we got a Long Island contingent. We got a Manhattan contingent. (laughs) We convened down in Florida, raised over $230,000 and counting for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So pretty awesome. And we have teammates that have been doing this for over a decade, right? Like, yeah. they keep coming back and coming back. And the reason is because, I mean, this is just a whole other thing. It's like a whole <laughs> other race. It's not like a New York City marathon. This is like 48.6 miles. Well, if you're crazy enough to do it, 48.6 <laughs> miles of, like, Magic.
0: We'll call it magic.
2: Mile 23 of the marathon. (laughs) Not so magic after all the miles, but still pretty spectacular at the end of the day.
1: I mean, I am beyond impressed that you guys do this. And And I also recognize you guys are a little bit crazy to be able to do all those miles in such a short window of time. But, Amanda, is this the was this your very first run Disney dopey challenge doing all of it? Or have you done this multiple times before?
2: This was my fourth. Oh, and my gosh. I, after every one, I say, it's going to be my last. And I come right on back. <laughs> and this time, Adam came with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was like partially, like you partially convinced me. And it was also me partially convincing you that I was going to do it this year. And so we had to come back and do it. And maybe we should just take a step back and really quickly explain what Dopey Challenge is and all the different marathon weekend. Like, I mean, I've done that was marathon 19 and I've, I've done marathons all over the world at this point. This was the most insane marathon experience I've ever been a part of. So there's multiple ways to participate and run Disney Marathon Weekend at Disney World. There is just run the 5K, just run a 10K. Just run a half marathon. Dana, 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 Mm-mm, we got nope. Nope. Yep, Hand yep. Goes down We're gonna after get that. Dana for the half marathon. We did just get Dana signed up for the Halloween 10k at Disneyland. I'm gonna go out and do the 10k and the half. But so 5k, 10k, half, or you can just run the full, or you can do the half and the full, or you can do. All four, which is the insane thing that Amanda and I did and our friend Shirley as well. We were the three amigos and our good friend, Joel. Can't forget Joel, who did all the races, too.
1: And this is appropriately named the Dopey Challenge. <laughs> so if you do all four, it's called the Dopey Challenge. Oh, yeah. And just the half and the full, you're just goofy.
0: Yeah, you're only goofy for the <laughs> half and the full. <laughs> it's And I, I think I fully understood the name behind Dopey after... Probably around mile twenty three on a highway outside of Hollywood studio, somewhere wherever we were at twenty three, thinking about it. Yeah,
2: that's a brutal. Seventeen, oh. mile seventeen before Animal Kingdom oh. and then mile twenty three heading back
1: to Epcot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're just out there going, Why am I here? <laughs> what am I doing?
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about, before you guys got to Disney World, what was your training process like to prepare your bodies for the Dopey Challenge?
2: Basically, your training consists of getting used to running on tired legs. I wouldn't say training is particularly healthy for you, given the amount that you're putting in. I mean, your peak weeks, your surpassing 50 miles a week. That, that, that's not good for anyone's body. But you're basically just getting accustomed to running tired. That's yep. the whole point.
0: And it's it's brutal. It beat me up. We had a great season of training. You know, Amanda and I would meet on the side of the road at 5.30 in the morning when it was pitch blackout to go get runs in. And then up until our last, you know, we, I still got that 20 miler in, but I got injured because of the amount that you're putting on your body. And I got injured. I had a quarter zone shot shoved in the knee before we went down. And Amanda and Shirley, as best as they could, put up with my hobbling run. We had all these grand plans to, like, chug through and run these things together. But I, you know, and it's running is such an individual sport. When you think about it, you train together and you hope to run together. But it's so amazing to have people you run with that you can also look at each other and be like, go, do your own thing, go run your own race and have a good time which makes it better. So <laughs> Amanda's like there was some fear
2: like fear of abandonment. I was like <laughs> Can I go? And when I got the blessing, I was
0: like, "Thank you." I, of course, I was like, "Go, go, go!" I'm like hobbling on one bad leg back here. Like I'm gonna finish this, but way behind you. Go.
2: You are a champ. A champ.
0: <laughs> Thank goodness for Biofreeze at medical tents. Let's just put it that way. That I think I used probably half the Biofreeze that was available on the course. Ended up on my leg.
2: I think you were like blue or green by the time you ended. No? <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, my legs (laughs) were literally like neon green when I finished the race from the amount of biofreeze on my legs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: Well, walk me through what these races looked like for you guys. So you start with the 5K on your first day and then 10K, half and full marathon on each separate day. They're not combining any of these races. No, each
2: day. So you, you got like 24 hours maybe to less than that. To recover. So, you know, the call time to wake up, you're looking at 2
1: a.m.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that alarm.
1: Yeah. Because they have to get these races done before the parks open, right? More or less. Absolutely.
2: Businesses keep going. You got to keep that park open. So the sun is not up. We finish before the sun comes up on 5K day. I mean, so you're getting up at like two, you're getting on a bus, shuttles to Epcot, what, by 2.33 at the latest, starting corrals by four, and then race time is five o'clock. And so you're just sitting in the weather, you're hoping that it's not too cold. (laughs) One year, it was pretty chilly, but it's overall been fairly mild the last few years I've been there. And you're just sitting in the dark with other people who are equally obsessed with Disney and and also just having a good time in the middle of the night. <laughs> but it's
0: it's a party in the middle of the night. Like you're rolling into the Epcot parking lot and they take over like the Epcot parking lot is huge and they take over half of it, if not more, for the race setup. And you come in and the music is bouncing. Videos are playing. There's a couple of hosts. Carissa is like the well-known one, and then the other dude. I'm blanking on his name, but Chris is
2: retiring, and then, yeah. yeah.
0: So you've got like you have these hosts that are like Disney famous. I guess can we call them that? Would that I yeah? Think that makes I think sense.
2: that's appropriate.
0: So and Carissa is like the daughter of this famous run walk coach, or
2: daughter-in-law. Yeah, daughter-in-law. Jeff sorry, Galloway. daughter-in-law. Yeah, yeah. of
0: Jeff Galloway. So she's kind of her own run Disney celebrity thing going on there. But you get there. And they have like characters you can go line up and take pictures with. They've got water and drinks and food and you can go buy coffee and do whatever you want. But it's like a whole party because they know you're there super, super early in the morning. But it it could be middle of the day for all you know.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, thanks to the DJs who are powering through. largely by themselves cuz on the stage you can't hear anything and they're just dancing by themselves rallying the crowd not able to see who's out there doing what so there's a lot of energy a lot of investment from the staff which make a really great experience the run disney team and and all of the um entertainment is it really sets the tone for the race
0: yeah and i think we should almost back up a little to the day before the races start which is like the first race in itself the expo. <laughs> so what an expo is. And merchandise. Is the merchandise. The merchandise. Oh, my gosh. Oh yeah, we got to talk about the merchandise. Oh,
1: Amanda, do you know that this man over here is obsessed with a Disney merchandise? He <laughs> cannot say no to a spirit jersey. He cannot say no to a popcorn bucket. He's obsessed with that stuff. And before he went on this uh, big dopey challenge, he was like, I can't wait to see what they're going to be selling in the little merchandise section.
0: It was not little. Let's put it that way. It was an entire arena of merchandise.
1: Really? <laughs> Correct.
2: And you you pre-ordered and I yeah. learned very quickly your Spirit Jersey obsession. Yeah. Not only did I see, see the collection, but like it was a thing.
0: It was a thing. Really. I had to get it. I had to get the spirit jersey, but I pre-ordered it. So basically, what an expo is for those of you who are not done a race like this. It is where you go pick up your bib, which is your number you wear. You get your race shirts. When you do the Dopey Challenge, you end up with six shirts. Is that what we got? I think yes. one, three, four. Six yeah, shirts. Six, six race shirts. And they have like a bunch of stuff you can buy and all this stuff. And then so you wait in these crazy lines like this line. And I'll post the video again. I think I posted it when we were there. But the line, the like weaving line, they put you in like an entire basketball court. That's just like snake back and forth and back and forth, switch backing back and forth and back and forth. I don't know, but it moved, but it still took a long time to get in there. Disney loves a queue, (laughs) but then you had to get a virtual queue time to go into the merchandise arena and literally was in its own arena. And you had to have a virtual queue return time to get in there. And part of that is because the resellers, unfortunately ransacked the place before <laughs> we got in there. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it looked like a bomb had gone off in the place, just merchandise strewn everywhere. I, I mean, what, what was your reaction when we walked in there?
2: Well, so three years ago, Before the virtual queue exists, it was right, like, still in the middle of COVID. It was the first one back after a year off. And it was literally a bomb went off. Like, people were hoarding goods. The line was three hours, okay? It snaked around the arena back and forth. It was a three-hour wait, which, yes, I did wait in. For three wow. hours.
1: Please tell me you got the best item. Please tell me it was worth it.
2: I mean, I I pre-ordered that year, thank goodness, but I still had to wait in the same three-hour line to get it. There was no separate entrance. And I went, I'm going to buy something, and I bought a water bottle, a Tervis water bottle, <laughs> and I use it every single
1: day. I use that water <laughs> bottle every single day. <laughs> I worked so hard. Every time you drink out of it, this was three hours of my life. Three
2: hours. (laughs) Could have run most of a marathon.
0: (laughs) So, but this is the thing. You're on your feet for all this time before. And then even this year with the virtual queue, you then came into the room and then there was another line that was like 30, 40 minutes. So this is when Amanda and I met our like fairy godmother of the weekend is basically what, who this woman was. So I literally, I just go up to her and I must've had this like pure look of desperation on my face at this point. And I was like, hi, is this the line that I have to stand in? If I just pre-ordered something, I'm trying to pick up something from pre-order. And she kind of looked at us and she was like, just come with me. And she snuck us in ahead of the entire line and like got us into the merchandise area, skipping the rest of the line. And then we say she's our fairy godmother because she's also the person that got us on during two different races because Amanda spoke on the stage ahead of the five K and I spoke on the stage ahead of the full marathon. She happened to just randomly be our escort to get us up there and get us to start at the beginning of the race for the five K in the marathon at the very start with like all the super fast, crazy runners. We had to start up with them.
1: Yeah. Wow. You did find a fairy godmother. <laughs> you really lucked out with that one.
0: So Amanda, maybe talk a little bit. We just dove into it, but maybe about like, 5K morning, that idea, and maybe kind of the differences for you since you've done this so many times, the differences between 5K, 10K, half and full, and even like the mentality around it, like costumes in the 5K and the 10K, like things like that kind of maybe talk about. Some of the differences that you've noticed over the years approaching those different runs?
2: Yeah. So I think when you're approaching 48 miles of any kind, you have to like change your strategy, right? I think the the first year I did it, I was like, I'm gonna, I trained really hard, I'm gonna go out of there and I took off on the 5K. I'm like, I'm gonna PR. (laughs) And I realized the first time I went through, I'm going through and everyone's just like hanging. They're like taking their time, enjoying it you know, socializing, stopping at every character stop. And I'm like huffing, and all the way through. And I'm winded by the time I get back. I was like, oh, PR, I did a PR. And then I, I'm going to do the same thing for the 10K, do it, do the half. So that first year I realized like, whoa, one, I didn't enjoy the fact that it was a Disney race. <laughs> I didn't stop anywhere. And I was like, I'm tired. Second year I made the same mistake until I got to the marathon, and I was like, I got to change my pace and slow down and actually stop. And that actually informed for this year. So I was like, you know what? I'm doing this all wrong. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to jog. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to take pictures. I mean, not as much as this guy over here, Adam. Like, I was like, wait, <laughs> everyone? Not just some of them and everyone for a 5K. Like This is going to be an hour-long 5K, which
1: it, it's okay to do that. That totally checks out with Adam.
2: So I think, like, you know, for me, I'm more of a, like, a, I like to push myself running. But Disney, I had to slowly learn that, yes, you can push yourself. Doing the mileage itself is pushing yourself. But you lose it if you aren't enjoying it, right? Yeah. you're you aren't enjoying the community. You aren't taking in the sights. You aren't appreciating the costumes, the characters because you can go run a race anywhere you want, right? You can push yourself anywhere. But this is about the whole collective experience, right? It's the fun. it's it's because it's Disney. There's an element of your childhood that you can't really capture anywhere else. So as much as I wanted to push myself and have a good race, It's more than that. It's your friends that are there with you. It's seeing the creativity. And it's really just like being alive and appreciating the moment. And that's what I think is really special about Run Disney because you can be the best athlete. You can be the most adequate athlete. You can be like someone who is like, you know what, I'm just gonna roll up and do this thing. And it's really about the community of everyone, it's very inclusive. And it's really extraordinary in that regard. And so you can take whatever strategy you want, but I highly recommend enjoying the moments.
0: Yeah, I got to say, to me, because I've done a lot of these races, this has been the most friendly. Like, people are so encouraging and friendly on these yeah. races. And also, like, yeah, I'm the guy that stopped for every photo I could possibly stop at. And I it was, like, having to, like, drag Amanda along on some of these. I'm like, come on, just one photo. And it's, like. Oh, like, anxiously it was
2: like, pacing in the line. Like, are we going to go? <laughs> this is, like, ten minutes for this character.
0: But. Everybody you meet, like I would talk to random people in the lines or was waiting for a character, and the character photo lines go very fast. It's like photo out, photo out, photo out. Like it moves, it moves quick. It moves quick. I see that face, Amanda. But like you start chatting <laughs> with people in these lines and you like get to know these other people, or you like end up running along with some perfect stranger. And so much more than any other race I've ever been a part of, like everybody's just happy to be there. Even when you're at mile 22, 23 of a marathon. And you've been rained on, you're soaking wet, like the marathon, the weather was not great for the half and the full this year, but you're still happy to be there in a weird way. And you're like, I should be in pain, but I'm smiling right now because I'm running through Epcot. What? Like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Okay, I have a couple of questions for you guys. I don't know if I know this right answer, but do you guys start at the same location for all four of these races? Pretty
2: similar. It's
1: some, the first
2: three are all largely, or first two are largely in the exact same place, the 5K and 10K. And then the half and a full, they, they adjust slightly, but they're all in the Epcot parking lot.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, they all kind of start there and they all, for the most part, I think the 5K is the only one that takes off one direction. And then the 10K half and full all kind of head out the same way at the beginning. And then mm-hmm. most of them you usually get to play in Epcot first. I think all of them, right? That was my next
1: question is what theme parks do you get to go through before, you know, park hours open?
2: I think for the 5K and 10K, it's largely around in and around Epcot. You're not really getting to the parks given the distance. The half marathon, they changed the route slightly this year. But typically the – well, I mean, we shortened it. But typically the half marathon, you get to, like, mile six, six and a half, and you get to Main Street at at Magic Kingdom. And you're running up Main Street. You go around Tomorrowland through the castle. Amazing, the whole thing. And then you make your your way back and finish at Epcot. And then the full, you're kind of getting through every single park, including the magnificent – parking lot of Blizzard Beach. Oh my
0: gosh. It's the worst. So you like oh no. you're on this amazing run. You've done Epcot, you've done the Magic Kingdom, you've done Animal Kingdom, and then before you can get to Hollywood Studios, you literally have to do a loop of the Blizzard Beach parking lot. Oh,
1: to make the miles.
2: <laughs> yes. And it's yeah. like oh no. mile 20 to 22. <laughs> Before you get to Hollywood Studios at mile 23 and you come into Tower of Terror. So just imagine you're tired. Sometimes it's really hot. It's humid. This year there was rain, intermittent rain. And you're just miserable. And you're like, now I got to run this parking lot. But then you forget about it.
0: But you know what didn't make it miserable? Anna and Elsa were right there in the Blizzard Beach parking lot.
2: That's true. Like mile 21, there's Anna and Elsa. But then you, by the time you get to mile 23 at Tower of Terror and you're like, I'm going to go ride this ride. Of course I am. You forget about it.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> so what Amanda's talking about is it's amazing when we get to Animal Kingdom on full marathon day, when you get to Animal Kingdom and um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot, the parks are open. So you're running. They're navigating this. And like their crowd control methods are fascinating how they keep the running path clear But by the time us normal humans who don't run like Olympians get there, (laughs) parks are open, Uh and so we get to like ride Expedition Everest. Like literally, they're just like rushing runners onto Expedition Everest, and so we hop on and we ride Expedition Everest. And then usually, if it's open, it wasn't open this year, but in years past, Amanda got to do Tower of Terror. Yeah, when we got there, are those
1: the only two rides they usually have open for runners, or are there more?
2: Those are the easiest ones. I think what happens in Epcot, you might have a little bit more leeway, depending on what time you get there. If You have plenty of time before the balloon ladies, which we'll have to talk about in a moment. But they're right there because the course goes right past Everest. And if you're like the the middle-of-the-road runner like we are, you're getting there Right as Animal Kingdom opens. So there's like no line. And the cast is totally into it. That's the thing. They're totally supportive of runners jumping in line. I mean, they're flagging you down. They're getting to the single rider line or the fast lane or lightning lane, sorry, nowadays. And they get you right on and off. And then you're on your way. And it's like a mental break. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. And then the funniest thing was I didn't stop my Garmin watch when I was on Expedition Everest and my fastest mile ever on Expedition Everest. Cause I had no idea what was happening, but it's yeah, it's so much fun just, but then there's that added crowd energy of having the parks open and random guests at the park are like cheering you on the most amazing thing. And I'll post a video of this too. Well, we should talk about what happened with the half marathon in a second, but we only got to do the magic kingdom during the fall this year because of weather. And I can explain the experience of hitting Main Street. And it is packed with spectators cheering you on at 5.45 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, whenever we got there. It was wild. Yeah. Like, it was really cool. It was like, oh, this is like real Main Street USA. And people are out here cheering us on. Mm-hmm. But we should backtrack and talk about the half-a-half marathon we had <laughs> this year.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I heard there was a big mishap that occurred this particular year.
0: Oh, Mother Nature.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Mother Nature. You know, you really can't. Uh, she kind of controls all of it. So, you know, the night before, everyone's getting ready, thinking we're going to be running the half. And then the night before, we get an announcement. We're all like eating dinner. and We get this announcement saying, OK, the half is cut in half. And it's only going to be 7.2 like, miles. And so we all get there that morning. And this is just how crazy some runners, myself included, are. Mm-hmm. As we're waiting before we go into the corrals, because it's, you know, 3, 3.30 in the morning, people are running loops in the parking lot to get in the extra mileage.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
2: And they're just running to try to beat the range, try to get it, because there is this idea that you cannot put that medal on until you finish the miles.
1: Do you feel that way? Do you feel like that's the case?
2: I unfortunately am part of that group. So I did not run ahead of time. I finished enough ahead of time, the 7.2, that another friend of ours and I ran circles in the parking lot. We got in three additional miles in the parking lot before the weather came in and they made us get on the bus. So we got on the bus and then we got to the hotel and we ran loops in the hotel to finish the last three miles or so so that we could... Say we did the half.
1: <laughs> well, I can understand that because you do want to be able to say, like, hey, I did the half marathon, not I did a quarter of the half marathon or whatever. But what was it also like when you were on the trail on the and, and it just started raining? Were you guys, were they shutting it down then or were they like?
2: They have this thing, you know, Disney is really good. I mean, they have a radar tracker. So I think the thing that was going around, once lightning and thunder were six miles out, they were like, done. Everyone, done. Yeah, And so we got on the bus and then we were pretty good. But the thing is, what was great, again, the sense of community is, the number of people running before the race and after the race and the number of the people that got to the hotel and were running around the hotel. So <laughs> you weren't alone. Everyone kind of was like, I'm going to do this. Let's get this, you know? I mean, it's wet. Some people have ponchos. Some people are just drenched. and They've got costumes on, and they're just running through the hotel and getting those miles.
0: <laughs> I took it as a it. blessing because my leg was in really bad shape. Like, I was— I was nervous that I wasn't going to be able to do the full if I had continued. So I ended, I ran, walk everything. Original plan was we were going to run the 5k run, the 10k run, walk the half run, walk the full. And then my plan turned into, no, I'm run, walking everything because my leg was so jacked up, but my leg was, Pretty bad shape. So I was pretty nervous about doing the full half and then getting through the full. And I was thinking I was going to end up not even run walking, but walking a lot of the full. So I took the half a half as a blessing. But then because I'm a competitive person in my mind, I'm texting with Amanda the whole day and I'm like, I got to just start walking around this resort until my watch tells me I'm at 13 miles. So I got out there and I just literally like would go the long way everywhere at Coronado Springs. And like we've talked about Coronado on the podcast and how huge of a resort that it is. So you can imagine you go the long way to get places at that resort. You can rack up the mileage. And I was like determined to hit 13.1 miles on that watch by walking around the resort that day, which I think did. Save me for the full marathon because I was able to stay with my run walk ratio the entire way through the full marathon, which I didn't think I was going to be able to do if my leg was acting up as bad as it was. So thank you weather gods for the bad weather.
1: <laughs> You're the one person who was excited about it. I think.
0: Oh no, there were. A, I think there were a lot of people probably uh-huh. excited about it. Okay,
1: we're in like a fifty fifty pool. <laughs>
0: yeah. But but I got to tell you, seeing Amanda and everybody else running circles around this parking lot was one of the funnier running moments that I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I have to know, also from these four races, what characters did you guys see? Who was your favorite character you saw? Who were you irritated you were being forced to wait in line to go see because of Adam? What were your thoughts on the characters?
2: Oh, I mean... The one thing that's interesting is every year you know what the favorites are, right? Like Dopey's always, Mickey and Minnie are always, and every year or any of the the main five, Chippendale. Chip and Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year there's like a different mix. I think some of the I don't know the names all. Some of like the more obscure characters, or like I think the Disney Junior characters. You're just like, mm, I think I'm gonna pass on that yeah. one. But like you don't even any know who of the, they are. Yeah. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't watch Disney Jr., must be that. But any of like the old school, like ducktails, like anything like old school, like from our childhood that's a little bit retro, or I mean, Figment, everyone was like, well, Figment's out there. I mean, there's some ones that everyone's gonna clamor for. But I think what's also equally interesting are the costumes people are wearing. Right? Like There are some creative people out there that are quite talented. And despite all the restrictions on what you can and can't wear, I mean, they pull out all the stops. Last year, it was like 90s retro. And there were like people as VHS tapes. (laughs) I mean, you got slinky dogs (laughs) attached. Like my favorite, and he is a following, is Captain Jack Sparrow.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: Man, he does all the races. He's a dopey. He is in character. He has such a realistic costume. Uh-huh. He runs the in character. Way. He talks he, in character. He runs this way? Yeah. yeah and the he whole is, way. Ex- yeah, exactly. Like he is Captain Jack. It's a little askew the way he's running. It's kind of like teetering. He has the whole accent. He is fully committed to the character. <laughs> And I don't know, That's hopefully why. he has more than one costume because after four races, it's got to not be pretty <laughs> smelling. <laughs> I, and the thing is, he's actually a really good runner, too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's not like he's he is a good runner. I mean, he is doing good times and in character running. Like, And so he's a thing, and he's been there the last three years that I've seen him. I don't know how long he's done it, but he is a thing, and he is just as important as the characters on the race.
0: Yeah. I do have to say with the characters, Amanda, like there was Mickey was like one of the first characters we saw in the 5K and I forced her off the course to go get a photo with Mickey. And then. We
2: weren't even a mile into the 5K.
0: <laughs> but it was Mickey. You had to stop. It's it's like the boss. You had to go. So there was Mickey. And then, you know, I, I stopped for several, especially when Amanda and Shirley went ahead, like. And then I caught up with Shirley in the Cinderella line. I got a picture of Cinderella during the 10K. But then there were like, there were moments that like there were other I had Chip and Dale. I had my favorite was Doug of Doug and Russell. He was at Animal Kingdom, and I loved that one. That was a great one to get. My other favorite are the sheep. They bring out the sheep from the affection station um, at Animal Kingdom at Rafiki's Planet Watch. And they're always out there at Animal Kingdom for you to go take the a sheep. photo. Yeah, like the sheep you like go pet at Rafiki's Planet Watch.
2: Oh, uh, and the actual yeah, sheep. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to yeah, picture real a cartoon real, real sheep.
0: Sheep. Can't, yeah. Aw, that's cute. So the like the characters were fun. I think it's a fun thing to step off and like do get a photo and keep going, and it's it's just a fun thing. Also, it's a built-in break from the run. So let's let's just be honest.
2: <laughs> I will say, in the marathon, once I hit mile thirteen, I'm like, oh yeah, where's that character? <laughs> Because you know it's coming every yeah. mile, but this year because there was a little bit of rain, some of the characters went in, and I was like, "Where are they?"
0: <laughs> You'd like run by their little like Winnebago where they'd be yeah. hanging out, and they wouldn't be out, and you're like, "No." Yeah. I really but I, like, need
2: that break right now.
0: <laughs> but like Goofy, like I got Goofy photos on the side of the highway, things like that. But Dana, I think we talked about this year ago, but we should bring it back up. You were forced into doing this one year when you worked there.
1: I was. So Amanda, I was a character performer for Disney, but this was back in like 2008 and 2009. So, you know, cell phones were not barely smartphones at that time. And Run Disney was clearly not what it is today. And so I played Wendy from Peter Pan. And so it was Wendy and Peter and Captain Hook. And I got that scheduled on my run Disney scheduling that was, like, clock in at, like, 3.30 in the morning, which was, like, wild to me. They always start early, those shifts, but never that early. And then be in full costume and makeup and everything by, I think it was, like, 5.00 a.m 5:30. i think it was 5 a.m and then they shuttled us to a location and all i really remember with my like 15 years ago memory of this was that we were on the side of the road leading into the parking structure for magic kingdom like the parking lot area and they dropped us off in a van <laughs> they basically just left us there it, the sun was not up and there weren't a lot of runners. It must have been a marathon because it was it was like very wide berth of runners that would come by. And so we'd have a lot of downtime just kind of sitting there being like, hey, what are you doing later today? I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to sleep. What are you doing? And then people come and be like, oh. And then you get back into character and like, pita, and do all your <laughs> stuff. But it was pretty wild. And I don't remember it being – there were no – photo pass people people would just take selfies with us or like take pictures really quickly there was no like photographer there because i think this was like one of probably not one of the first years they did characters in the races but it was definitely not a thing yet it was more just like people would run by and be like oh hi guys like there's peter and wendy and captain hook um oh wow so it was just kind of a Weird, unique experience, but it sounds like this is a lot better of a system, and they actually have a system in place. I also remember when the race was over, we as the characters were not told it was over. We were just told when they dropped us off, that like, a van would come and pick us back up soon. <laughs> so we just kind of waited around and waved cars that were coming into the parking lot and stuff, but... They finally came and picked us up and took us backstage again. But it was it was a weird experience. A lot of sweaty people. I remember hugging a lot of sweaty people. I
2: mean, first of all, a couple things here. One, <laughs> we have a celebrity in our presence. I mean, the fact that you are an unmasked character, I'm kudos to you. Guilty. Two, definitely mm-hmm. an evolution from what you're sharing to what it is today. Because it is a well-oiled machine. And those photo passes, let me tell you, I mean— I live for the photo pass for the races. I oh my live for it. I live. It is my thing. It is sense. my gem.
0: Amanda will knock somebody out, like, to get in front of that camera and do a pose in front of that camera. Amanda will, like, elbow somebody out to get that jumping pose. She could be a mile 24, exhausted, and all of a sudden she's, like, doing a leap into the air. <laughs> The photo pass with dog. It's
2: all for the photos, baby. All for the photos. Jump in Jiminy Cricket in front of the castle, doing a split under the Epcot globe. Like, you name it, I'd live for it. I live for it. And I live to watch it pop up on my photo pass. I'm like, yes, yes, you got to get some really gnarly ones if you're going to get a good one. So there's a lot of gnarly photos in there. But photo pass for the races with the characters, primo.
0: Yeah. And also, Pro tip on the photo pass because it's not cheap. Pool your friends for it because you can add as many people that are in your friends and family list, like up to 25 or something for the Disney photo pass for the whole vacation. So we had like, it was me and Kurt and Amanda and her husband and Shirley, and we were all in there. So we just split the 200, whatever it was two seventy five or 220 or whatever it was. We just split that amongst ourselves. And then we all had access to the photos. Now, since I was the one who paid for it, they all showed up on my phone and I had the job of every night laying in bed, like moving them into a shared iCloud album. But it was worth it because it saved us all a lot of money yeah. that we normally would have paid for the photo pass.
1: And now they memories. You just answered my question that it you don't get them for free if you're a runner. Nope. Feels no. like you should get them for free. That's ridiculous. But <laughs> I do agree. Like it's you know, Nobody wants to pull out their phone, except Adam when he's trying to get a park reservation (laughs) or, like, a virtual queue. But, like, nobody really wants to pull out their phone during this.
2: And he did do that during the races, during the marathon. He's like, "Oops, 7 o'clock, i got to get on. He's running with his phone now.
1: Oh, I've seen the picture. The picture exists. Yes. I think it's his truest form.
0: You know, PhotoPass caught me doing that, right? Like, there's a photo from PhotoPass that that I have in there of me on my phone. While running, trying to get the lightning. You were committed,
2: committed. Hey,
0: hey, things you do. If the trade-off was I had to go out and run all the time and cur one in the sleep, my job was get those lightning lanes at seven a.m. No matter Ooh. where you were on the course that had to my happen. My
2: goodness, <laughs> my
0: goodness.
1: All right. Well, I have to also hear what do these medals look like? Are they fancy? Do they you know twirl? Do they spin? What do they do? All of the above.
0: Yeah, they glow. They're battery powered.
2: Really, the the ones this year glows. <laughs> yeah, this year we were more in like regular time, but they always have movement. They're pretty substantial. They're like heavy metal, so if you're walking around, you're gonna your neck's gonna hurt if you're trying to wear all of them, but. Last year we had the retro theme and the year before it was like the anniversary and all the iridescence. So they do a pretty good job of the medals. What do you think, Adam? Like, I mean, these are pretty collectible.
0: They were really cool. And I have them all in a bag right now because we want to do something with them. And I think I'm going to wait now that we're doing the Halloween half and the 10K at Disneyland. I'm going to get the coast to coast medal for doing that. Since if they do a thing where if you now the, the Disneyland races are back If you do, in the same year, a Disney World, at least, I think, a half marathon, and you do the equivalent out at Disneyland, you can get the Coast to Coast Challenge medal, which is kind of cool, because, you know, why not? (laughs) So we'll get that. But they're kind of the coolest marathon medals, because I got to say, like, with other races, is more and more people have, like, especially since the pandemic and everybody became a runner, because that was all you could do during the pandemic, more and more people do races. It's harder to get into races now. The medals have kind of gotten blah at a lot of the major races that you go do. They're all just kind of, oh, cool, right? Disney has gone the opposite way. These things are insane, like Goofy jumping up and down for the Goofy Challenge medal. And you've got like, so they're all they're all themed too, right? So you had the 5K was, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Pluto, Pluto, Pluto. The 10K was Chippendale on the medals. The half was Donald and Daisy. The full was Mickey and Minnie. And they're really well designed, cool medals where they like spin and do all these different things. I actually thought the half marathon medal was the coolest one this year with Donald mm. and Daisy like chasing each other and it spins around. Um, yeah. But the coolest challenge medal, like the, the goofy challenge medal was cool. But the dopey challenge medal, I have never gotten a medal that has a battery pack on the back of it because it's got dopey like digging for gems, and they light up gems in the metal. <laughs>
1: wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool this year.
2: They definitely pull out all the stops. Yeah. There's also, I've, I've encountered, one of the things that's really remarkable is the, the folks that run, run Disney. And obviously, we run with a charity. There are other charities that run, and one of the things I really do before race that I think is wonderful, which is a great connection point to a lot of, for a lot of people, is their reasons for running. You know, people come to running for a variety of reasons. And I think Ren Desi does a really good job of capturing that pre-race, and it forms this connection and reinforces the sense of community. And I bring this up because there are people that I've encountered in the years that I've gone there, and some of them have done this year after year. I mean, we have perfect dopies that we know that have done dopey for the 11 years that it's existed. So you can imagine that's 66 medals. And there are people that I know collect these and they, you know, some of them will bring them back to kids in a hospital, right? And give them out because they're so special or whatever. And again, I think there's this very special community. A running community is unique in and of itself because, you're running together, kind of, there's a little bit of craziness, but the great thing about when you're taking on such a significant challenge like Dopey, you're with like-minded people who are also doing it for their own personal reasons. So as we go through this life and we try to form some sort of a connection, I think that's the thing that's really central to these Run Disney races is that sense of connection and community and the reasons why people are there and how they resonate with one another. I think that's what's really special about this, these particular events not to get really deep, but like that is the thing that keeps drawing me back again and again, in addition to obviously my own charitable investment in running with team and training there. And again, the way that it intersects with, I run for kids with cancer. So, you know, in the most magical place on earth where dreams come true, doing this type of work there, I think is is very meaningful. So that is a very special thing within the weekend itself.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how that works. And you see folks out there in their charity jerseys that are out there, you know, and I, I just got a shout out to team and training. I just pulled up where the fundraising totals were at. Cause I was curious. I hadn't looked in a bit, you know, overall we had, what would you say? Maybe 200 some odd runners over the weekend doing all various, maybe a little more.
2: I think we had 300,
0: 300. Okay. So yeah. a lot more than 200, but like 300 some odd runners. For team in training, which is, again, part of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And we raised just shy of $1.5 million to fight blood cancers wow. that weekend, which I think is absolutely incredible. We're the sponsor charity for the race, we're the title charity for Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. And I think what was so cool is, which I didn't even realize, that, you know, guy who used to run all the run Disney stuff, he just, he's retiring. He was a team in training coach for a long time. And... It was so cool. Yeah. When Cree I got Kelly. To,
2: yeah. Cree, Cree, Cree Kelly. Yeah. So yeah. when
0: I got to go up on the stage on marathon day and do a chat with Cree and also um, this guy, Adam, who is the head of run Disney now, and we had a whole chat, it was about why I do this and why I run with LLS, but it was also, it was so cool to talk about coaching and because I've been a coach for so long for team and training and like talking to him backstage too, about like how he used to coach all those years ago. And then getting to get up there and just talk and help inspire folks just with our stories. Amanda talked on the 5K day. I was up there on the fall. And like it's such a reminder of why we take time away from our families to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go run and train and do all this. And it's not just to go have fun and do it at Disney, which is a huge part of it because it is a blast (laughs) to go do it. And part of the reason I keep coming back. But for the thousands of runners that are there doing this race. There's so much more behind why they're there and doing it. And I think that's what's, you think Amanda, what you said, just hit the nail on the head. And I guess the other part, and this will get us to talk about the balloon ladies because we have to talk about the balloon ladies (laughs) before we go. But what's so amazing is run Disney is so there for every single type of runner. You will never go to a race where you see the diversity in body types. The diversity and ability, like, and it is all celebrated in the same way down there, from the super fast runners who are out there to the people who are walking as fast as they possibly can walk to get ahead of the balloon ladies. Because so the balloon ladies, (laughs) the last two people to finish the race are the balloon ladies. They start at the very back and they carry these balloons and Amanda, you've never really had to experience the balloon ladies because you're usually blasting ahead.
2: I have never.
0: (laughs) When I coached this event last year, I very much got to experience the thing of the balloon ladies and trying to figure out. There were text chains with all the coaches as to where the balloon ladies are so we could move our teammates from team in training who are walking and keep them going forward. Like our job is to just keep them ahead of the balloon ladies, keep them motivating to keep putting one foot in front of the other to get there and get across that finish line. Because if the balloon ladies pass you, you're done, you're out, and you get put on the bus and taken to the finish line. But what's so amazing about Run Disney, which other races don't do, even if you get swept at mile two of this race, you get brought back and you get your medal because you went out there and you tried to do it. And I think that's amazing that they do that.
1: Yeah, that
2: is really cool. Yeah, I mean, there are people that have relationships like are friends with the balloon ladies. They follow them, I think, on Instagram too. I mean, they're a whole cult following in and of themselves. I mean. It's pretty wild. Even people in earlier corrals, they have, te- like, as Adam said, from our coaches with Team and Training, there's text chains. But the, every group has a text chain. And they're, like, where are they? They're keeping in touch with their people. They're following the balloon ladies. <laughs> I mean, they are celebrities in their own right down at Run Disney. I'm not going to lie.
0: Because people also have strategies. Like, some people will go out really fast at the beginning and then get to the characters they want to. And end up running like a seven hour marathon because even though they're running super fast because they're stopping at every single character and then they get to Epcot and they're grabbing drinks around the world <laughs> as they're making their way to the finish. But they do that. But then they're trying to keep track of where the balloon ladies are because they still want to get across that finish line, which is yeah. it's fun. It's a it's a whole weird thing, <laughs> but I'm I'm totally into it. Now.
1: It is a whole weird thing. sure. <laughs> Well, guys, I got to say, you have made me more excited about the 5, the 10K that I'm going to be doing this fall with Disney. I'm doing another 10K in, in March, which will be my, like, training 10K with Lululemon. But this one, I'm, like... That one's going to be like an actual race. This one feels like it's going to be fun. It's going to be lively. Adam and I are also going to be fundraising for those two races, which will be really great. And yeah, I'm genuinely like really excited for this fall now after hearing all about what Run Disney sounds like. So thank you guys for sharing everything.
0: We'll see how you feel when uh, it's uh, two o'clock in the morning and I'm nudging you to get up because we got to go walk to the start line.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I don't know if I'm gonna love that. I'm an early riser, but not that early.
2: It's temporary. It's a fleeting <laughs> moment. It looks
0: good. All right. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on to talk about the Run Disney. We could probably tell many more stories and talk so much more about it. But thank you for coming on to talk about the Run Disney Marathon weekend. It was so much fun training with you, being there with you. So is it are we doing this again next year? Are you in? Are you I in? You commit I right now. It's on the I record. Think
2: yet, but I think I am. <laughs>
0: so don't tell mine either, but we're in.
2: <laughs> I know. I can't this say no. This isn't recorded
1: or anything. I can't say no.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I just have to come in and be like, it's just my thing. It's my it's thing your now. Thing. Four years, it's years thing. It's just my now. thing. Stop fighting
0: it. We can't not do it. We can't not. We'll get Dana. We'll get Dana at some point. We'll get her through the yes. 10K and then we'll we'll Do we'll this first yeah. and, then, and, and you. then
2: you're coming over to the dark side. <laughs>
1: Yeah, talk to me after the 10K. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, thank you so much for this. Amanda, thank you for sharing all of your stories. Thank you for all of this. Do you have another race coming up that's non-Disney? Anything else you want to – are you fundraising for anything else right now? Oh, I, I just have the Brooklyn Half Marathon here in
2: New York City, taking it easy right now in a couple 10 k.
1: Just taking it easy with a couple 10 k.
0: <laughs> I'm on a running hiatus. I'm on a husband-imposed running hiatus for a little bit. So, <laughs> My
2: husband's a runner, so we just got to split our time. He runs marathons, so we're just we're just putting our time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you guys. I feel like this was very ambitious. Everything you guys shared makes me want to go out and go running again tomorrow, which I probably will do. But <laughs> well, folks, you know where to find us. You can find us on Generation D pod, on Instagram. Let us know your Run Disney stories. If you have done Run Disney in the past, tell us the good, the bad, the ugly, hopefully all good. And if you are looking for a price quote, you all know that I'm also still a travel agent with Adventures with Alice in Wonderland. And you can just reach out to me also on my Instagram. So with that, thank you once again, Amanda, for being on the podcast. Thank you. And we'll all see you next week.
0: See ya.